One of my favorite deeper dives of 2023 was the one we did with Nurse Nikki on the new mastitis protocol. We got so many great questions and comments during the deeper dive from all those who attended live. Shout out to Naomi, who told us at the end that she was going to fix all her care plans right away. Same, Naomi. Use the link in the show notes to subscribe and have monthly live access to all of our deeper dives, as well as all of our recordings going all the way back to January of 2020. You don't want to miss out on this. And we can't wait to see you at the next deeper dive. I'm Annie. And I'm Leah. And this is Lactation Business Coaching with Annie and Leah, where we talk about the smart way to create a compassionate and professional private practice. Let's dive in. Well, good morning, Annie. How are you? I'm terrific. How are you, Leah? Doing great. Doing great. Excited to be back with you again today. Have another episode. We have more fun things to talk about. So today our topic is when things don't go as planned and Annie and I are going to be telling you some of our worst or interesting kind of things didn't go as we planned and how we overcame it or work around it to share with you guys so that if these things happen to you, you might also have a workaround or just commiserate with us because sometimes you can't work around them. They just are bad things that sometimes happen. But <laughs> anyway, it'll be a fun topic. I'm excited about it. But I mean, these bad things never happen to me, but I mean, I'll just go along with it to see if I can <laughs> have anything to contribute because, you know, every day of mine is perfect and involves You're me just dancing from one wonderful <laughs> client to the next where I say everything the right way and nothing ever happens that I plan wow. for it so, to happen. So not getting pooped on, I guess. Not getting Never getting on. pooped on. Oh man, you're There's living to- a life. I mean, that's where everybody's mind goes. I know everybody pulled up this episode where, and we're like, they're going to talk about getting pooped on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but we got more. We got even we have more. So many more, so many more, so many more things are going to happen. So before we get into the content, Leah, do you have a marketing motivation tip for us? I absolutely do because things aren't going to go as planned. Unlike Annie's magical unicorn universe over there, they're going to always be things that don't go as planned. That's life. That is a hundred percent life. But in the moment, maybe it's something that you did not right. Maybe it's, you know, you said the wrong thing or you drove the wrong direction. I mean, there could be a million things, but don't beat yourself up in that moment. Here's another way to think about it. Take a deep breath and Thank this moment for giving you the opportunity to learn and then say, what can I learn from this? Because I can guarantee if you take that perspective, you are going to only grow and get better and better and better versus dwelling on what I did this wrong. I can't believe I did that. That's only going to beat you down and keep you down. But if you can change the focus, thank the moment. I just got pooped on. Thank you, baby, for pooping on me because now I will not forget to bring my extra set of scrubs in my car next week. See, we're going to grow from every one of these flubs and things that go wrong in our day to day. But the way you look at it and the things you gain from it can change all in the way you use your perspective and your thoughts behind it. That reminds me of what I used to tell my kids when I was teaching them how to ice skate, which is they would 
not want to let go of the wall because then they would fall. And I would tell them falling is good. That's how your body learns not to do that. It's how you learn right. to do it the right way. And they're both very good ice skaters. I mean, well, they're not, they're not like, I know they're, they're good uh, recreational ice skaters. They can totally <laughs> ice skate. Unlike me who will not be letting go of the wall. <laughs> I can't ice skate at all, but I hope that helps you just have some different perspective when you get in those moments. Cause I know it happens to me and I want to beat myself up. And then I'm like, nope, what can I learn from this? Okay. Moving forward, learn something growing always on the growth. <laughs> so let's get into the meat of some of these crazy... Or should we say, let's get into the poop of these episodes. <laughs> yeah. Let's get into the poop. Let's just get that out of the way. We both have poop stories. So what... We both have probably more than one poop story. Yeah. So Leah, what's, so your many best, poop stories. what's your best poop story? Okay. So one was when the baby... I was holding the baby, doing the oral exam. Of course, the baby was in just a diaper. And literally the sound that came out of this child, I don't, it just cannot be natural or normal. It was so loud. I jumped, the mom jumped. I mean, like we literally jumped. I was fearful and like, like held the baby close. Like, was that a gun? Like, what was that? That was so loud. And then just poop came pouring out the sides of this diaper. I was like hands full because I had like the hold that you're doing, like you're kind of behind the baby's shoulders and neck. And then I have the butt in my hands full of poo and oh my gosh, but the sound, you should have seen us. And we all like literally laughed for so long because we all jumped and this kid pooped like, I don't even know how it was physically possible for the amount of poop, but it was coming out both sides. So much poop, lovely breastfed yellow poop all over me, all over my hands. It was everywhere. That that breastfed baby poop is... That breastfed baby poop is a very on-trend color this season, I'm noticing. <laughs> it so is. It so is that like burnt yellow that's on every floral pattern. It's It's hilarious. It's hilarious. And so from that, coming back to my motivation, I learned and now 100% of the time I put a blanket on my lap and then put the baby on my lap. I never, ever, ever have a baby booty sitting on my lap. Not happening. Nope. Learned my lesson. Learned it. How about you? Poop, yeah. I, I mean, about I've, it. I've learned the same <laughs> lesson. So my poop story, my best one was I was with twins and they were about three and a half months old at this point. I think it was my seventh visit with this family. Oh so we gosh. all knew each other pretty well. And we were just kind of, I had one twin on my lap and she had, the mom had the other twin on the other lap. And they were like three and a half months old. So they were being like super cute. Aww. And I'm sitting there looking at the other twin and she just starts laughing. And like, and I was like, oh, that's so cute. When, when twins laugh at, <laughs> at their twin, that's so cute. And all of a sudden I feel something on my leg and I look down and I'm, my entire lap is covered with poop from her sister. Ah! And I was like, she totally <laughs> watched her sister poop on me and thought it was hilarious. <laughs> That is classic. That's one of the ones that you're like, why did we not get that on YouTube? That could be viral. Yeah. You could be famous right now. <laughs> I know. It was that is so so funny. cute and so gross. And this baby had clothes on. So it was one of those. <laughs> How did it get through? I oh mean, a three-month-old breastfed baby can really produce can, oh a lot God. of poop. Yeah. So much poop. Yeah. 
Totally. I actually had to, was completely unprepared and had to go home yeah to change and i was wearing i i like it's so funny because i still totally remember exactly what i was wearing because every <laughs> time it's one of my favorite outfits but every time i pick it out i was like yeah this the is one that got pooped outfit. on i, I was wearing this on. one i got pooped on <laughs> it's like memories sweet memories <laughs> yeah i mean sweet smelling memories it wasn't stinky at least yeah there you go Little breast, breast milk poop so that's hilarious. Okay, so we've got the poop out of the way. Let's talk about some other flubs that we've overcome. So one for me, this was a big one and it was so upsetting in the moment because I totally panicked, but I was going to pick up my scale out of my car and I have the Medela bag that has that strap that has like the pinch hook on it. And I pick it up and somehow that pinch hook was not completely closed and the scale drops <gasps> no. out of my hands onto the cement as I'm trying to walk into a visit. And this was a visit with a home birth baby. You know, like I really needed to make sure I had a good weight because they had only had the one weight with the, the midwife at birth. So I'm like, okay, we've got to get a weight. It's like day four or something. And my heart just sank because I was like, I 100% cannot trust the scale. Even if everything is fine, like it turns on still, like it's dropped. It's dropped a good, you know, three, four feet onto the cement. And so um, I'm like, okay, okay, what can I do? What can I do? And I'm like about to be in tears because I'm like, oh, I don't know what to do. And I have like a whole day of clients. So I remembered that there was a parenting shop around the corner that rents breast pumps and scales. So I literally called the client. I'm like, I'm going to be a few minutes late. I wasn't going to get into like why. I was like, I'll just tell her when I get there. I'm going to be a few minutes late. So I, I run around the corner. I run into this parenting shop and I'm like, I need a scale stat. <laughs> I was all dramatic about it. And they were like, okay, yeah, we can rent you one. And so took me about five minutes. They were so sweet about it because I was explaining like why I had to have it right away. So I rented a scale and went and did my visits. And then I'm so sad. I had to like send my scale off because it the inner piece of like completely got shifted. So it was it was definitely not usable, but oh my gosh, was I in a panic. And you know, thank goodness I was in a situation where there was somewhere close to rent a scale because otherwise I'm really thinking like how would I have overcome that? You know, because I, I just in that situation and the rest of the appointments that day, I really needed to have that scale. But luckily I got. So it's good to have in your Rolodex. <laughs> that dates me. <laughs> I can't believe I was about to say Rolodex. Okay, how about in your phone notes? Like places or just no places or, you know, likelihood of that happening to you is low, but it's nice to have your emergency, like where would you get a pump? Where would you get a scale and a bind where, you know, things like that, that you or the family you're working with might need in a big fat hurry. It's nice to know where those places are, have their phone numbers right on hand, their addresses, that kind of thing. So I knew where the place I was, but if I hadn't, I would have had to go and start scrolling around, you know, the internet trying to find the next closest place that had a scale that I could rent for that day. So anyway, that was a tough one to overcome. How about you got another one for us, Annie? Well, I've arrived at a client to open my trunk and find that I had completely forgotten to put my bag in my trunk. Oh uh, no. <laughs> and cause I'm not so consistent with where my bag lives. So if it's during the temperate times of year, it stays in the trunk of my car. But then mm -hmm. when it's super hot and super cold, it lives in the garage and I just didn't transfer it into 
my car. And that was another case where I had to go home because I couldn't reschedule the clients. I think thankfully it was close enough that it worked out, but it, you know, threw off my whole day and having, I mean, the scale is something I would go home for and I would not go home if I had just left my iPad, which I've done on multiple occasions where I've just been like, I forgot to put it in my bag or I forgot to grab it. And when that's happened, I've either charted on my phone and just pulled up my charting platform on my phone, which is not ideal for me because it's so small and I don't like to thumb type so much. Or I've written, written notes on paper and then charted when I got home. One time, the client was like, if you can log in through our computer. They're like, we have a computer. And so I logged into my account <laughs> on their computer and, you know, it was all secure. I didn't save the password. I clean, you know, I logged out. I made sure to log out of my account when I left their computer, but that was another, those were twins again. Why twins really send me into a tizzy. Oh gosh, I was everything like, happened? you know what? Oh, cause you know what had happened at that visit? I showed up, not only did I not have my iPad, but like they didn't have any paper and pencil and my water bottle had spilled in my bag. And so like the <gasps> notebook that I kept in there was also completely compromised. Like oh everything God. was, I think I was doing this visit on December 31st as well. Oh. Like I, there was a lot oh. happening and <laughs> thankfully I'd seen them a bunch of times. I was very friendly with them. Oh my um, God. And I, I felt like I, I was able to put the security systems in place to make sure that my account wasn't going to be compromised. Like they didn't, save my password or anything. Right, right. I didn't feel like they were hackers trying to... yeah. Yeah, a digital threat. That was a bit of a risk assessment. And and it was a complicated situation. I really needed to be able to chart right then and there. We were dealing with some pretty complicated things that I needed to refer back to their old chart as well. That was why I had to log in. It wasn't because I couldn't chart so much on a napkin, but because we really needed to see what had happened in the previous visit. Gotcha. Yeah. I've left my iPad before too. And luckily I've learned my lesson and I actually keep a paper chart in my bag. And I also keep another one with my consent form in case all technology drops down. I carry this box in my trunk of like extra supplies that I might need, like an extra thing of gloves. And then I also have like paper charts in there too, because I'm so paranoid about like not being able to chart or not being able to get like a signed consent form, you know? So I definitely have learned my lesson on that one, but I hate it when I forget it because it definitely throws the whole gig off. And I feel just like, like naked. I'm like, I can't do my thing the way I normally do it. I have, um, this is so embarrassing. I have actually gone to the wrong house. (laughs) So I read that it was like a, one of these gated communities and it was, I don't know, it was like A, B, C, D. So it's all the same number, but then the units are like A, B, C, D units, you know? And I totally, I don't know, in my head, it was B and I went to D. I don't know. My brain just was like, go to D. And I knock on this door and I'm like, nobody's answering. Nobody's answering. I'm like, what is going on? So I knock again. And this lady, like, obviously not having any kids, was in her pajamas, like all sleepy eyed, like, hello. And I was like, I'm here for a lactation visit. And she's like, not at this house. (laughs) I was like oh, I'm so sorry. And I like totally like 
Oh, it was so embarrassing. And luckily the family was like waiting at, like they must have seen me drive up and they were like waiting at the end of their walkway. Like, hello, why are you over there? And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I went to the wrong house. But anyway, I overcame that. And luckily the person wasn't totally upset with me that I knocked on her door. Although she might, I she might've the- been. I think the weirdest part of that story is that somebody was home at the other house because we're doing yeah. consults when people are at work. Cause I have had the same thing happen. I could tell like almost the exact same story. In this case, the client typed in some completely wrong address. She's like, I don't oh, even no. like, it didn't even look like here in Queens, our addresses and streets are there. It's so complicated. Cause you could live on 48th street and 47th Avenue. And then your address starts with a four eight, but it could like if you're it's like a lot going on. Plus, they're all <laughs> these four digit addresses that all sound like baby weights and metrics. So like you could be going like to three two three one thirty second place. Like it's crazy. Like I just made up that address. Oh. I don't know that any of my clients lives there, so that's not my address either. But it's they're super complicated, so it's really easy to like transpose numbers, put in avenue instead of road and get something mixed up. But this was like, it was not even anywhere like, it wasn't even like your fingers were in the wrong place on the keyboard. Right. It's like, that's just like the completely wrong address. So I went there and I rang the doorbell and it was the same thing. Like this lady comes out and she was like, had been sleeping. And I felt terrible, but I'm also like, don't you have a job? Like, why are you home? <laughs> what are you like, doing are at you home? A, are you a lactation <laughs> consultant too? Like, what's going on? And so that was, it's weird to me that in both of our stories, somebody was actually home. It, was it home. would be more likely that nobody would be home. That well, I, I felt really like, bad. Maybe they work like shift work or something. Right. Maybe they worked all night. And then I felt really bad. I was like, I just woke no, this the, person you, up. Yeah, there's nothing, oh. nothing good about that for that person. I felt terrible. <laughs> no. Like it's almost like oh, it what happened to like the effect on the client is almost like immaterial because <laughs> it's not so different than like, you're just going to be a little late, which is a flub that right. happens to me all the time. Like <laughs> all the time. I'm never going to arrive at your house when my online scheduler said that <laughs> I should, I but I, I tell them in advance, I'm like this arrival time is it's a window. It's a window. It's a it's arrival <laughs> month. Let's call it that. <laughs> I need a, I need a wide space to uh, a wide range of time to to actually we're not, make it to your house. And we're not going to induce this arrival time. It will happen when it is naturally meant to happen. <laughs> No induction needed. That is hilarious. Yeah, I definitely have been late, but usually it's more due to like GPS. Oh my gosh. I think we talked about this one other episode, like the way Houston's growing. We're growing out, which means all these entirely gigantic new neighborhoods are popping up that Google hasn't driven their little Google map car through. So it's like they don't exist until Google knows you exist. And so you can't GPS, but you won't know that like unless you really pay attention because it'll give you like a road somewhere in Houston that has a similar name. And unless you like really look at So I have driven like 30 minutes, 45 minutes the wrong complete direction because I didn't like really look. Did it really map? to the right place. I have like totally learned my lesson on like check 
when it like dings up because it pulls it up and you're like, oh, great, I'll head that way. But if you got to really, really look, did it actually pull up the exact address? It should have some warning, like that exact address didn't pull up, but here's the closest thing we could find, which happens to be, you know, in Missouri. So start driving that way. <laughs> it does have lunch to me. I know. <laughs> it has totally done that to me before too. It's like, you know, in some other random state. And I'm like, literally, this cannot be accurate. But well, the a- GPS has messed me up a few times. I'm going to take just a minute to tell you about Kathy's upcoming course. It is called Understanding Infant Reflux and Related Conditions in Lactation Practice. Early bird pricing is open now through May 16th, and which is the day May 16th when all of the course content is going to open. We've got six hours of recorded videos plus an additional two SERPs. So that's eight L SERPs total for self-study work that Kathy is going to be grading and reviewing and giving you feedback on. So Kathy, you put your heart and soul into this course. I know all of the research that you did. What is one of the things that you're most excited about teaching learners in this course? Yeah, maybe we shouldn't pay any attention to occult blood in the stool. I've actually had a couple of moms on elimination diet because of a positive occult blood test in perfectly happy, healthy babies. And this makes really no sense at all. But that's one of the little take-home messages. There are many. It's filled with nuggets and gems like that. Every second of this training is going to give you things that you're going to be able to use in your private practice. So definitely sign up for that. You'll have once you're in, you're going to have all the way until May of next year to get through this content because it's stuff that you're going to want to watch and rewatch again. So we're so excited that Kathy put this course together for us. I've had ways mess me up where now I've learned my lesson where when I get to my, if I have like back-to-back consults, when I arrive at a consult, I will then GPS or use ways to see how long is it going to take me to the next one? Because then that tells me when I need to like make sure I'm winding things up, especially if I'm running late and I'm (laughs) just wanting to stay a bit on task or I know that I have to pick up my kids at a certain time. So I'll put the address in of the next client and then I'll be like, great, I'm going to go... I need 20 minutes to the consult. I get in my car, I load everything up. I open up ways. I go to like recent addresses and I click on the address where I think I'm going to go. But there's some window with ways that it tries to guess where you're going or it always thinks I'm going home. (laughs) Ways really wants wants me to (laughs) knock off early. And so what I've had done enough times that now I'm like super careful is that if I don't know where I'm going, like I'm often in neighborhoods that I don't know the way to get to the next neighborhood from one neighborhood to another to get out of where I am to get to the next major road. I really am relying on GPS to tell me turn left, turn right, do this, do that, where I made it all the way home or close enough where I'm like, this is home. This is not this completely different neighborhood <laughs> that I don't live in that is and then I'm like, oh, ways is sending me home again, isn't it? And then I have to go back. It's like, you're fired. Go home. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, I don't have any plans I, I, today. I don't have anything fun planned. I, I still need to see this client. And that, so that's where something I just like always make sure to double check. I'll tap on the ways and say, okay, like, is the end point 
my home. Really, really, yes. I'm not going home. <laughs> it's like, leave me alone, Waze. I've got to work today. Another one that's happened to me is, and this is why I keep extra gloves in my car. And now I always put my bag like up on a counter or a t- coffee table or something. Cause I had this like, and this was before I like had mandatory put your dog away, but had this like slobbery gooey dog stick his nose in my box of gloves in my bag. I had to toss the entire box. I'm like, I can't, I can't use these anymore. I can't use these for this baby right now. I also cannot use these anymore. I like tossed the whole entire box. Luckily, that family actually had gloves. I think they had had a revision and they were like, oh, don't worry. We have gloves. We've been using gloves after for our aftercare exercises. And so she was so sweet. She's like, I'll make you a little baggie of gloves to take with you for your next visit. And so we were very careful and got a couple of gloves I could use. But that was like a, such a huge lesson. And dogs are so nosy. I've had a dog steal my boob out of my bag. I have a crocheted boob and I had to give it to him. It's like, what are you going to do with that? You can't wash a crocheted boob. I don't think. I mean, maybe you could. I'm like, what am I going to do? Your dog is like, now chew toy is my boob over there on the floor. It was so sad. I was so sad. So I've learned my lesson on that one. Always put your bag off the floor. Did you let the dog keep the chew toy? The yes. Boob, the boob toy. I was like, so, I don't want it back because I, he was like going at it. And I was like, I don't think I can use that again. And I didn't think I could wash it. So I was like, you can have my I had, So I had a toddler come in at the end of a consult that I was doing with the newborn. And I had taken out, there's that little shake toy that a lot of people like. It's got the mirror oh, on yes. one end. Noggin and stick. The noggin, noggin stick. stick. I had I my noggin stick out that I was using to play with the baby. And I had it set down and the toddler comes in and she picks it up and she starts playing with it, which is like, fine, of course you do. I like my older children love to pick it up and play with love it. Love that thing, right? It's weird. They're like, <laughs> I, can we have one too? Everybody in the world is fascinated with that toy. Like literally everyone. <laughs> so this little toddler is playing with it and then it's time to go. And the mom is like, okay, can you give give her back her toy? And the toddler oh, no. was like, mine. Down and soon. <laughs> no, she, she goes, she goes, mine. And, I, oh, and the no. mom was like, the mom was like, no, it's hers. And the toddler was like, it's mine. And the mom was like, it's hers. And I just come in, I'm like, you know what? It's, it's totally fine. She can have it. And it's totally fine. And the mom was like, are you? No, no. I was like, no, really, really. It's totally fine. I have kids too. It's, it's not a big deal. I can get another one. Yeah. Really? <laughs> like you can have it. And so the mom goes to the little girl. She goes, now, did you hear that? She says, you can keep it. Can you say thank you? And the toddler looks at it and she goes, no, mine. Like, <laughs> why would why? I say thank you? This is like mine from the beginning. <laughs> Who this is she? Never, <laughs> it was never not mine. <laughs> That I was like, oh my gosh, you're hilarious. so cute. I love it. And you are so generous because that noggin stick to me is like my precious commodity. I have it like... I love it. It's, I use it's it all the perfect time. for helping babies on the scale and like those non-latching babies that need some distraction and organization. So yeah, I mean, I love my noggin stick. I'm on my second one. My kids might be getting them for upcoming birthday gifts. Stocking stuffers. Yeah. We're recording this in the, I think this will come out after the Christmas season, but. Totally, totally. I think my most embarrassing gaffe that I ever made was, and I'm surprised I've only done this once, but I totally called some client's baby by the wrong name. And 
on the oh. second visit. My oh, second visit with them. Like, ouch. so they weren't new to me. Yeah. Like we had oh, a relationship so and I might have done it like a couple of times and then like looked on their chart and I was like, okay, not only did I call them by the wrong name, I called them by like a very obviously wrong gender name too. Like, <laughs> oh, it was, no. like and I was just so embarrassed. And all I did in that moment was I just switched to using the right name. And I was like, we're all just going to pretend like this never happened. <laughs> happen. We're just going to like, just let it fly. There's nothing to see here. Just keep moving forward. <laughs> I'm like a big fan of using people's names. Like one thing I, I hate as a parent myself is like when they call me mom at my kid's doctor's office, I find that so offensive and gross. I'm like, I'm a person, but also it's like, what if I don't want to be called mom? And right. Like there's nothing about that that I like. And so, yeah. you know, just, call, just don't call me anything. If you're not yeah. going to call me by my name, don't call me anything. Hey, you. <laughs> hey, you. Hey, lady. <laughs> hey, person. I know. Hey, person over there. Uh, just call uh, me the driver. I'm the... <laughs> I know, right? That would be more descriptive of your job right now. As we think through like, oh, these things that we've done that were flubs or things didn't go as planned and we've had to recover from them. I think a lot of times we can get pretty hard on ourselves about it. And it can feel like, oh my gosh, you're going to dwell on that. What have you done in these moments? Like you said, you've had some of these, I've had some of these. What are some of the things that have helped you work through it, just overcome it, move forward? What, it, what mindset do you take for that, Annie? I mean, I just have to overcome that feeling that I have to be perfect. And that's something that is, it's an ongoing process. I mean, I do know that, you know, when, I'm the one who makes the mistake that there's a lot of shame involved mm -hmm. for me. I get embarrassed. I don't want to admit it. I want to pretend like it never happened. And recognizing when I take the step to just apologize, if I'm in the wrong and I say, I'm sorry, and then usually that leads to someplace good. And even, you know, for bigger things, I mean, you know, I think I, we would all love to run away when we're at fault for something, but yeah, I really, you know, believe in the, the power that an apology has in the right, you know, a good apology, a real apology that admits sure. when you've done something wrong, that's harmed someone else and giving that to them and saying, you're important enough to me to tell you that I am sorry that I hurt you even if, you know, instead of trying to minimize it or deflect it or make it about yourself, you know, really just saying like, I'm sorry and letting yeah. the other person have that. And then they get to do with that, whatever they want to do with it. And I find that most people that I'm interacting with, they'll take a sorry and they'll, yeah. they'll and it works. It's definitely, I agree. I agree. And it's hard. It's definitely hard to do because it means that you're admitting that, you were the one at fault, but it's so powerful and it helps just clear the air and move forward. The other thing I think that we as lactation consultants, I feel like we're always put in just these just I don't know, not always crazy situations, but just so unpredictable. And how could anybody in the world do anything even close to prediction, or I mean perfection, excuse me, when you have constant kind of change and flux and you just never know what's coming around the corner. So I think that we all probably can work on our skills with just kind of rolling with the flow and like just taking it as it comes and laughing it off when we can, apologizing when we need to. 
having those, you know, we talked about life hacks before having those life hacks, you know, like keeping the scrubs in your car, extra supplies in your car, paper chart in your car. I mean, learning from these things that happen and then sharing them because one of the things that takes away shame is sharing and sharing the things that have happened to you so that other people could learn from your mistakes or, you know, even if it's something that you're not at fault at, but like, oh my gosh, guys, this happened. I never thought this would happen. Make sure this doesn't happen to you. Let me tell you how, you know, share with what, about what you're learning because it helps us all grow as well. But, but I really like that mindset of like, we just have to be the type of people that kind of roll with it. And if you don't I feel like that's when you get really burned out and stressed, you know, if you're just like, can't handle the chaos that is always around us. (laughs) Definitely. And, you know, community is a great way to work through mistakes and be encouraged by other people who can say like, that happened to me too. I mean, how many times in this episode did Leah and I say the same thing happened to me? And if it's happened to both of us, it's happened to you. And I'm certain that the thing that you feel most worried about happening, not only is it probably going to happen, but it's happened to somebody else. And by (laughs) sharing that, we can deflect some of the shame and disperse it and move us to that place where we're able to say, I'm sorry, or I made a mistake, or that didn't go as planned, and then be able to move through the consequences and to a place of growth. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And it just helps sharpen us, you know, as we learn through these times that things just don't go as planned because guess what? They never will. (laughs) That's the one thing I have learned. And I used to get so stressed about it. I remember early on in my practice, I would get so upset and so stressed out when these things would happen. I would just be so frustrated. And now I feel like, oh, another opportunity to learn there moving forward, you know. So it's fun chatting about these kind of things because there is so much camaraderie in knowing that I'm not the only one that's, you know, been pooped on. Or if you didn't hear Annie's dog story in our episode about 24, about safety, she has a lovely dog story about about that. And, you know, it's like, those are the things you can't predict and you just got to kind of roll with it. And I just love the camaraderie we have when so many of the things are like, hey, that happened to me too. That happens to me all the time. But as we close up this episode today, Annie, I'm sure you have a lovely tech tip that's going to help all of us overcome these things. <laughs> yes. And so my tech tip is hopefully going to prevent you from any kind of bad consequences that can happen if you're texting and driving. And I really hope that none of you are doing this because we all know that it's bad in most states. It's illegal to touch your phone while you're driving be texting and driving. It's super dangerous, but there's a way that you can prevent yourself from any temptation that might arise to deal with your phone when you're driving. So you have your phone up on your dashboard because you're using it as your GPS for you know whatever you're using. And I recommend that you find the setting in your phone that will turn off notifications when you're driving. So I use an I have an iPhone and so there's an actual setting that's like the car setting and it can tell when your phone is plugged in to your car and you're driving. But even if you have to do it manually and find that little, you know, button that you push that says you're not going to get any notifications while you're driving, if you don't see it come in, you're not going to be tempted to respond to it. That's and that's so true. Could literally save your life or save yeah. someone else's life. 
Yeah. And I think it's good to give yourself some of these like firmer boundaries because I think it's so easy to be like, oh, I'll just respond to this one little thing, but then I'm going to set my phone down, you know, and then Mm -hmm. or like it's just this one time or, you know, these firmer boundaries for ourselves can really help break some of the habits too because we have, you know, an epidemic of habitual picking up your phone. If you have that iPhone that like tells you how many times a day you pick up your phone, it's it's horrifying. It is horrifying. I hate looking at that. I'm like, I don't want to know. I know I'm not doing it as good as I could. And I'm going to keep growing. I'm going to learn from it, from the feedback. But that's a really good reminder, Annie. And I really appreciate you sharing that. And I, it's great that technology is at least giving us more tools to be able to do that. For sure. Well, it was always great talking to you. And may you have a week filled with uh, easygoing clients where you, you don't make any mistakes. And I don't get pooped on. And no poop. <laughs> no Although poop those, this week. Yeah, no poop. No poop. <laughs> and if you're listening to this, I wish the same for you. No poop. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Have a great day, Annie. Bye, Leah. Bye. If you enjoyed today's episode, please share it with a friend and leave us a review. Be sure to hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. Did you know that for just $15 a month, you can join our live deeper dives and also get all of our recordings back through January of 2020? Sign up today and be part of the conversation. The magic happens when you show up.